Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, everyone, squirrel friends, and welcome back to Old Marketing School and, shall we say, the Old Marketing School podcast. It's Fab here, as per always. I am back, but I am not alone. Steph, make yourself heard. Hello. <laughs> and that is it. That is the contribution we're going to have from Steph today. Thank you so much for being here. It was an absolute pleasure. I'm joking. She's going to be here for a bit longer because I asked this poor soul, who is also patient with me, uh, to help me out, to get me to do a bit of reflection and share a bit about 100 can you believe it? A hundred episodes of the podcast, which sounds literally yesterday and it wasn't. However, this podcast did start in around, I think the end of, no, it started in 2020. I was going to say 2019. I think it started between 2019 and 2020. So it's been a long time, but not so much because the last two years, you pretty much feel like with the pandemic, they were like a blip and a curse. So as such, I thought, well, Steph, if you would like to do me the honors to ask me some questions and have a bit of a discussion about some of the lessons, some of the things. And she was like, yes, Fab. 
with little like tears in her eyes. I'm joking. Uh, so Steph, why don't you introduce yourself so that maybe we can settle the score and people know that I haven't genuinely put a gun on your head. <laughs> Uh, so I'm here today to obviously ask you some questions and my name is Stephanie Dominguez. I'm a creative entrepreneur and nutrition coach. Uh, I've been following Fab for a while now since the very first book, since Creative Impact Co and now Creative Alt Marketing School. Thank you, Steph. So as you can tell, I, I like to rope incredible people in but one of the things that I love is that we vibe off very well between each other we try to be professional but then when we're not I think is where it really comes out like the trueness of it and I thought well that's the perfect person to have in to actually reflect a bit more on obviously what has happened over the past 100 episodes and as you know if you've been listening to the podcast we do have and we used to have uh, weekly social news with Becca, who left a couple of episodes ago to pursue her career and go to higher heights. But also we had loads of interviews and loads of connections with people, which is also where, to me, the fun really happens. So what I asked Steph was to kind of come up together with a couple of pointers that we could reflect on, almost going down memory lane together in a very beautiful and nostalgic way and look at some of the top topics and lessons from the podcast. So what should we start with first? Tell us, tell us. Um, well, there's obviously so many topics, so many people you've interviewed. And out of everything, let's start with what was your favorite one? What was your favorite topic that you've covered throughout the episodes? See, this is hard because actually there were so many topics and so many people that I talked to. And also it's one of those things that how can you choose your favorite baby or your favorite guest? It will be a disservice to the others. However, I know it's a very common question that a lot of people are thinking. It's like, is that what interview that really stood out? Sure. I got three because I'm an overachiever. <laughs> okay. So the first one is with Kevon and with Kevon, a good friend and a fellow instructor. Uh, so obviously we have the old marketing school certification. It has a building in public course. And I love the topic of building in public. Uh, he introduced me to it in a more official way. And I love the way that he describes it. And I think it's really, really powerful when it comes to understanding how can you build in public for your business and for your brand. And especially he does it on Twitter. So I think he's the best person to explain really what building in public means. And so we're going to hear it from him so that you get a better understanding of what that is like. I will use the open kitchen analogy. Um, I guess... Just imagine yourself walking into a restaurant, right? And it's not a typical restaurant. It doesn't have the kitchen at the back where you cannot see. But this is like a, a restaurant with an open kitchen with glass. And you can really see, oh, the chef is cooking our food right there. So essentially, this is building in public. Like you're not just showing and telling those like marketing stories that are perfect, you know, branded perfect. But you're telling the journey, the working in progress, showing the behind the scenes to people and use that to build trust and relationships and also having conversations with people. And you know what? Because people can see how you prep the food. When they eat it, they're just going to be having more confidence that this is going to be good. And when people ask about them, then the memory even sticks with them and they're going to spread the word for you. So essentially, it's about telling your stories confidently um, with the behind the scenes. 
And what I love about building in public is that it's all about sharing the lessons through social, but also being able to ask your audience as well about how can they help you make decisions, whether it is for things like Instagram stories, or maybe you're going to use LinkedIn or again, Twitter, really to make them part of the decision-making progress of whether it's your book cover, whether it's the course content that you want to create. And I really like that idea because it goes back to the community building piece. And then another one that I really want to mention, because to me is another really powerful one. And I think Steph also will love this topic, is Notion. And Steph, can you, can you talk a bit more about the shared love of Notion? Because I think I, I love it. Actually, I'll tell you why I love it. And I want to hear why you love it. I love Notion because it genuinely works well with my brain. I love to organize things, but also love to have the flexibility to make it in a way that works for me. And the fact that Notion allows you to build it in blocks really helps me understand it. That's why I love it. And also I think it's really fun. And maybe it's a bit of a procrasty productivity moment in that, but that's why I love it. So I want to know why do you like it? Because I know we share that love. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you literally got me into it, so I blame you now. But I would definitely say it's because it's so customizable to needs and layouts and also way of thinking because you can have two people trying to do the same thing but they might lay out completely different to how they like to organize something and you can also reference links and other pages and it's basically kind of a second brain all in one and also if you work as a team or with other people it also really helpful to be able to have that visual like brain mapping literally I love that and you raise an excellent point we actually talked about second brain in our episode about notion so that's why I love the topic with amazing Francis from the notion bar it's so much fun and uh, we talked about understanding how to build your dashboards and second brains and once again she explains what notion is in such a clear and nice way that I think can help a lot of people that are just beginners. So if you want to get started with Notion or you don't know exactly what we're talking about and fangirling about, and Steph, I'll take full ownership of, you know, introducing you to the obsession, it's fine. Uh, Then I'll definitely recommend checking out the episode and listening to some of the things that Francis shares, because I'm pretty sure it's going to inspire a lot of us as well. Notion is basically digital Lego. (laughs) So imagine if you had a blank canvas but you had all of the functionality Trello, Asana, Jira, Google Docs, Google Sheets, ClickUp, WordPress, um, the list goes on. You had Evernote, like you had all of that functionality in like one toolbox and a blank canvas and you could build your dream digital tool. So instead of logging into 20 places like you can log into like one dashboard and literally design your life or your business. So Notion is for everyone, really. And also, as I mentioned, uh, templates that you've created to help also students and people that join up my marketing school. Oh, you actually checked them out. Okay, I'm glad that uh, Seth already checked them out. I, it's, it's a good collection. I want to keep growing it. And I think we're getting to the point now where we have a good standpoint. So just to explain, thank you, Steph, for the mention. Uh, we do have a selection of templates already in our little toolkit that is for our students and alumni. When you do one of our courses, you can also get to access those if you like. And I just wanted to create some of the systems and the dashboards that can be helpful. So depending on what you do, 
on what you need help with, you can obviously copy the template straight away and also adapt them as well. And there is a big one that we have uh, for content systems for our introduction to marketing, which I know is uh, one of the ones that you really enjoyed. So thank you for mentioning that as well. No worries. And what's the last one? What's the last favorite topic you covered? Because you mentioned three. Oh, actually, that's an excellent point. God damn it. <laughs> you reminded me of that as well. I think another great topic that we covered was kind of building business with purpose. And we did that with Stefan from Shop Like You Give a Damn. And Stefan is great. And I really like the way that he explained about values and the way that the brand was built because it's something that obviously inspired everything about positive impact marketing and what we do with all marketing school. But also I find that it also influenced the way that, again, we built our introductory course, which is Introduction to Digital Marketing or Digital Marketing Fundamentals. Kind of shifts the name, but it's the same thing. And um, I've really found that hearing the process and the thinking around how to make Shop Like You Give a Damn, which is his brand, such a clear proposition and purpose and mission inspired me to add to what you would have as a normal introduction to digital marketing course or training our spin. And I think without our chat and without our conversation, I wouldn't have been inspired to do that because I really believe that interweaving values and the understanding of the criteria and the way that you actually operate as a brand and not keeping them just to yourself, which I think that's one of the problems, actually being able to express it to others, that's a really powerful intent. However, I'm going to say one thing, and I'm going to ask you a question, Steph, because you actually did, uh, you're doing a time of recording, but you did, because we're almost there, uh, the introduction, obviously, to digital marketing course. How did you find actually working on the values for your own brand? Because I find that there is a misconception that it's going to be easy, but I think a lot of people didn't realize maybe it's not as easy as we think. No, yeah, I agree with that. I think working with values kind of makes you question what is the core of not only yourself, but your business. And trying to, I found the first time I did it was trying to narrow it down to a couple without it being overwhelming, because obviously you want to put everything in there and trying to really think what is the most important factors that can resonate with people. Because from there, then you build everything else be it content or how you connect with people or even how you proceed with your business as you grow, because trying to always go back to your original values is key to not also you get easily lost with everything else you're doing. And I think you can lose track of maybe what the core values are when trying to do everything else. Um, so definitely that in then informs your, you know, your pillars and also what you then want to create to be able to showcase what you do to the world. See, that's, that's my problem. That's the reason why, you know, I started a school is that I get really protective and proud of my students and alumni. So, yeah, it's bad. But again, I love how you said it and I couldn't have said it better myself, even if probably I said some of it myself in the lessons. So thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I genuinely love how Stefan also explained some of the reasonings behind this. And I think it's really powerful, too. So uh, we started with uh, with me being frustrated by the fact that if, as a vegan, it's really hard to find clothing, shoes, etc., where you are certain there are no animals, you know, involved in a in a production uh, chain. And what happened is I was so frustrated I, that I thought, you know, it, it went from frustration into an idea into a business. Uh, but when you when we started working in the business, it was like, hey, wait, if we're not not exploiting 
animals. We shouldn't be exploiting people. We shouldn't be exploiting the environment. And going further, we were like, hey, we need to, basically Black Lives Matters happened and we're a kind of a white company with, you know, having a good ethical heart, of course, but it, it wasn't on our radar per se. And then Black Lives Matter happened. Black Lives Matter happened. And that, that came on our radar. And we started thinking about that, learning a lot, reading a lot, watching videos, talking to people. And then, uh, you know, the, the giving back also came. So you can do something beautiful as a brand, right? Oh, thank you. Well, I have got a question for you. Um, obviously, as a student, um, asking, well, you teach us a lot of things. And obviously, throughout your interviews and the episodes, you no doubt have learned something too, I hope. Um, so if you were to be asked, what was something that you might have learned or takeaway that you didn't know before from any of you interviewees or topics covered? I have one great example for us, and it's from one of my favorite chats ever, which was a, a three-way, and we joke about the three-way as well, with uh, Tucker Bryant and Jesse Warren, and they are, they are amazing. They're really funny and naturally funny as well. But obviously, we talk about also fun, and that's with Jesse. We talk about what is the science or the understanding behind jokes and being funny as a way of storytelling. So the whole, um, the whole chat is about storytelling in different ways from both of them. And it's literally gold and again, biased, but I love that chat. But I really love how Jesse reframes what fun means and what is being funny. This is what, this was what was super eye-opening to me. So I thought jokes and like people who are funny, it was just this super mystic thing. Like you either have it or you don't. This because I didn't give much thought into it. I never identified as a funny person. And then I started studying jokes, looking for patterns and it could be reverse engineered and there's a structure to it. So when you learn the structure of what a joke looks like, the smallest unit of a, uh, the smallest unit of humor, they have some things that apply across every single instance, every single implementation. So if you learn those things, well, first um, it'll be, feel clunky. You'll try to apply it and it'll look a little forest, but just like any other skill, you'll go through that process of, what is it? Unconscious incompetence. That's where I was for like literally 23 years of my life to uh, conscious incompetence and then to conscious competence. In fact, what I love about what he explains and it goes deeper into the episode is the fact that actually when it comes to fun is not a case of, it's not a secret source that you can only have in certain ways. There's actually some theories and steps that you can take they work with any type of topic or any type of story. And obviously we'll break it down into also the course that they teach, which is where they go really into depth. But even just gives us a bit of an idea and a glance at it. And it kind of makes sense. I was, I was obviously listening to what he was saying and I was like, that's how it works. And that's why it works. I mean, I'm casually saying that I'm naturally quite funny, she says. But it's also because I know that I've been, you know, not taking myself seriously, but also I know how to present a story. And so it was interesting to see how they've been helping people to do that, even when they feel they naturally don't have that confidence. So that was a big lesson for me, because a lot of time we think, well, either you're funny or you're not. And Jesse especially challenges us with the idea that maybe, you know, you're not born with it. You can actually find things that would work that you can apply even when you don't have the confidence to do it. So I really love that. It really stood out for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I definitely think with storytelling, again, that's something else that we've covered and understanding how to 
position a story so people can relate to it, especially. Um, would you say that is one of the sort of biggest lessons that you've learned throughout that time with your podcast? Or is there anything else that would sort of be a big key takeaway? I think there were other other great lessons again. And one of the ones that I generally loved was actually a conversation that I had uh, about ROI and actually understanding the intersection between sales and marketing. And this is something that also our teacher Chelsea teaches in our six-week certification. So, And I know that this is one of the most popular uh, classes that a lot of students actually love and rave about. So yay. But also in general, what we were talking about when we came to like ROI, and this was actually an older episode. So I really had to like get into the depth of my brain to remember about it. But I genuinely love the fact that we talk about how a lot of people assume that marketing is all about sales or it's all about conversions. And it's actually a lot more about connections and conversations. And I think that was a big one for me that actually kind of made me rethink the way that we talk about marketing in a lot of ways. So that was definitely one of my one of my biggest lessons. And then there was another one as well. But one thing I'm going to say is that, especially when it comes to understanding return on investment, just in case you don't know what ROI is, what I love about my chat with Bill, so this was actually another interview with Bill uh, Skoronsky. We talk about how he was a marketer and then he went into sales and he started seeing how people will not be able to really see that, that connection and shift and why actually sometimes marketers need to be cut some slack when it comes to constantly trying to get performance. A lot of the time is about relationships and this is something that we teach. So hearing it from somebody else that actually focusing on relationships is more important kind of made me feel, okay, I'm doing something right here. And one more that I'm going to mention was actually a chat with the lovely Ren, who's one of our teachers. Again, we like to bring our teachers in the podcast too. And I genuinely loved the way that we talk about some of the power within failing or not knowing how to do something and be humble enough to learn from it, but also accept it as a way to showcase leadership. It really came to me that it was when I started to step into a more leadership role and not focus on just my job, but, you know, how do you bring the people around you up with you and actually focus as a team? So that's when I saw, like, this is critical. Like, marketers are, the function we've discussed is growing, but, like, we need to feel like we're growing too and feel confident that we can, you know, have an executive presence and not just be the go-to person, but the people that you know, the person that people come to, to rely on for their advice and guidance to drive the business forward. And this is great because that's what Ren teaches in our six-week certification. We talk about digital leadership. So really hearing it from her, I think is a powerful reminder of that. It's nothing groundbreakingly new, but I think it's something that we need to remember sometimes. And I know we have conversation stuff in the past as well about, you know, learning from our mistakes or the shortcomings or the obstacles. And I find that, the, the leadership piece when it comes to whether you run a business, whether you work for somebody else, whether you are a consultant, it's something that we know we need to make time for, but sometimes because it's not as practical or it doesn't look like going back to ROI, maybe we don't make enough time for it. And I think my conversation we ran was delightful in many ways, but also this was something that really stood out for me. I don't know how you feel about it because I know we both really love to be able to look at the mindset piece and the shift and I don't know how that also has impacted you, especially with this year with so many changes and you actually jumping into a new product and things like that. 
how that resonates with you too. Um, I feel like for myself, it was, I think, as some of our many conversation is kind of also respecting the fact that we're human. And actually, it makes me respect the, if I see it from someone else, as a business owner, like running a business, it's just that thing that actually it's real, like, there's, obviously the the make belief that you can be so successful in this amount of time and win this much amount money and there's no snag to it and it's actually not realistic for most people like you've got the one percent that maybe have a lucky break and do it all right and get there but I think especially when we're faced with things that we can't control outside of our business, it's just being real of saying, yeah, the whole process is at the end of the day, trial and error. And that's relevant to any business, to any field, any industry. Um, You try and try, and then eventually you sort of figure out the sort of formulas that work for that particular time. But then covid hit and that formula doesn't work because all the factors are then different people relate differently depending on what's going on in the world you have to talk differently because some people don't have you know a different level of understanding or and it's just yeah i i feel personally it's been an eye opener of just being realistic with where you are who you are and also just being open about it even if sometimes like not everything but just making people aware even just in your surrounding that actually, yeah, it's not going hundred percent and you are trying and figuring it out. And I think people are way more supportive than sometimes our limiting belief let us think. So we always think, oh, well, our customers want a hundred percent all the time. And, you know, you might just actually go one day, you know what, it's not going great, but thanks for all your support. And you probably will find that in that story of your brand and your story, like of the business, people are, supportive and will guide you through it too and you never know that might actually connect some people to others because someone comes in and say oh I might have a solution I might have a helpful hint I might know someone and that then grows your business and yourself so I think definitely mindset is a factor that any person with any business and also in marketing they say with connection needs to bear in mind so I've got another question also going on to this if I was someone that never listened to the podcast before I come in and I'm interested in marketing and I come across art marketing school podcast what would you say would be the one key or key episode or episode you think would be a really good introduction apart from obviously the first one introducing but if I was to wanting to listen to sort of an interview what thing, what would be the one that you think someone might get the most out of? Please don't listen to the introduction. It's terrible. I'm joking, but it is kind of a bit cringy. So I would not say maybe go for that one first. No, I'm joking. But obviously, all marketing school, when we started as well, I want to say one more thing and then I'll answer the question properly. I had the dream of the certification and I was nowhere near it. I was running another business things were tough already right before the pandemic as well things were a bit overwhelming and then with the pandemic we had to really slowly make some changes which obviously now happened as everything is under all marketing school so you know I closed the business I was trying to figure out to run another business it took a lot longer which is not a bad thing because you mentioned it actually it's like the perceived idea of how things should work and then accepting and surrendering to the fact that it took an extra year to make it possible and then an extra year to run our first cohort in 
um, winter 2022, so in January, which was amazing, but it took a lot longer. So that's what I'm saying jokingly, you know, the first the introductions are still a bit interesting, but that's part of it. I think as a good introduction, funnily enough, I would suggest uh, the episode with Mark Schaefer. And also because, uh, Mark, if you're listening, uh, is the person that actually told me and on air, but also before we jumped on, I told him the idea that we had, what we wanted to lead it to. And it was early stages. And it was the first person that wasn't a friend or my husband that said, the world needs this. The marketing world, like, you know, when it comes to professionals, we need this. We need this new way of marketing. We need this new way that is human. We need, and again, it validates the whole idea behind what we do. And so if you want to understand who we are, first of all, I really look up to people like him because I think he really, even if he's from an older generation of marketers, he talks about our marketing should be right now, which is how we believe it should be. So my conversation with him, First of all, you can hear it that like, you know, we came together because we both believe in the same thing. So by me interviewing him and having him talk about his experience, you can actually see the reasons why we started. So I would say that that is a great one. And again, also because it gives a bit of an understanding of where was my ad at when we started out and the fact that we were able to, even with time, <laughs> a couple of struggles along the way to bring this to reality. And now we can grow from it you know, is, is a nice little reminder for myself too. So that's that's the one that I would pick. I will put in the show notes which one it is because it's one of the first ones. Um, so you might have to check out that way, but I would recommend that one to be the one to check out. One of the problems with marketing is that we tend to flock to whatever's popular until we ruin it. And one of that, I think the, the latest thing that's being ruined is this whole idea of purpose and, and meaning and values-driven marketing. And in the Marketing Rebellion book uh, that I wrote, I have a whole chapter about this and, and first established that this idea of shared value and shared meaning is really important. It's one of the few ways left that we have to really establish connection that leads to loyalty. So we, it's something we need to think about, but we can't just join the latest buzzword. And, and in the book, I go step by step by step, what needs to happen. This has to be truly part of the DNA of your company, all the way to why you were founded. What do you do what you do? Why do you do it? Okay, well, I'll definitely go and listen to it if I haven't listened to it yet. Um, and with all these like interviews of all these amazing people, I'm wondering, is there anyone still on your bucket list that you would love to be your next interviewee so many people so if you're listening so many people person okay one of is ryan reynolds for so many reasons if you don't know ryan reynolds then i mean why are you here joking but ryan reynolds not just because obviously is is a great person in general to me but especially when it comes to his work with maximum effort and when it comes to is work with the advertising pieces and everything he's been doing. You really see that the way that he they think the concepts behind the messaging and the and the ads and the marketing campaigns is so clever. And obviously it comes from a background of somebody who is also an actor. So I like the fact that he found another strength and they developed obviously the, the company and they developed their piece. And even separate from the fact that it is Ryan Reynolds, which at the beginning people didn't know that it was, you know, 
his his brainchild, you can really see the potential of it. And there have been so many really good campaigns that really mix uh, pop culture, newsjacking, brand awareness, and also relevance, which to me is key when it comes to marketing message. So that will be one. And then, you know what? Just because of the fact that I saw it is a seminar, quote, like a workshop or whatever it was in probably 10 years ago now, maybe short of, I would just love to have a chat with Gary V because uh, it's kind of because he has shifted to a lot in the way of his messaging and the way he talks about, you know, the balance and things. And first of all, I love that he's always on the pulse with what's new and what's trending. So he has really good awareness of the next thing that is coming up. But also I would love to also look at the way that, you know, as we grow as people, also the way that we share messages on our platform, and he has a big platform, has changed. And so there was a lot more hustle way back when, and now there's a lot more kindness, which I love. And I also think it's important sometimes to acknowledge that that there will be the transition and change as we're humans to understanding how to also obviously be working and be present, especially marketing, where we feel we have constantly to be going on and on and on. But also the idea that then, you know, as humans, we change our responsibilities change and we bring that awareness into maybe shifting the way that we see, you know, what a successful marketer should be or successful marketing should be. So I think these will be two that I can think of on top of my head. And then probably the more people that are a bit more like left field complementary topics, but we're trying to keep it into like as relevant at first to the idea of the school as possible. So these will be my, my picks. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I love Ryan Reynolds, like just as an actor too. But I do find there's some people obviously that have been actors or in the limelight for, for some one reason, but they do so much else on the side. And then you actually realize, wow, okay, they've got sort of, they've they sort of enabled themselves through one area of their life to be able to do others. Because you probably think, well, if, if it wasn't for his notary, the, you know, his fame, he wouldn't have maybe had connections that you've had like further on but being smart about it too um so yeah I love those examples and maybe last question from me going on from you've just done a hundred episodes so what would your aspiration be for sort of the journey of the next hundred journey like the word journey is definitely going to be a journey and the aspiration is there's a few. The first one is to be able to connect with a wider range of people. And we're doing that, actually. We have some really exciting coming up episodes with a variety of people from creators or people that are experts in their own field, but they're not in the creator space. So you'll see some people that if you are active on Twitter, you might follow and you might really look up to. But also we have um, a couple of very interesting connections. I can't talk too much about it until it's out but with some really cool people from bigger companies actually going to talk about really exciting campaigns related to sustainability, inclusivity. So that's very exciting too. Uh, And also, again, sort of call out in itself, being able to bring in experts and people that can talk about some topics that generally I'm interested in and I have no idea about. Web3, no idea about it. NFT, no clue about it. I understand it from a very like backwards point of view, And I want to be the voice of you, dear listener, my dear, dear listener, and be able to ask these questions that you really wish we could know. So I think to kind of tag on to the answer, by being able to grow and build the alumni group that we have, which now is really small because we're starting small, which is fine. We're bootstrapping. We don't have massive investments behind us. 
I want to make sure that if the alumni want to know something, like we're going to have a great, great SEO expert coming on. So I'm going to go into the alumni group and ask people, do you have any questions about it? So, you know, we want to create a, a simple community that is not overwhelming, but a place where we can ask you, what do you want to know about? And then we can find the right people and then you can ask the questions and then you can get them answered. So this is also like on the pipeline, that's not a big thing for me. And also then having some of our alumni uh, coming and chatting on the podcast and sharing their journey with us, but also in general. So I'm always been about building community, even when I was working on Creative Impact before we closed. And I want to keep that going. That's a big part of what we do that I think is essential. And because we have so many different people from so many walks of life, you're a marketer, you're an employee, you run your own business, you're a consultant. As long as you want to do better marketing and you want to market to hearts, not brains, we are here for you. So that's that's probably my 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 mission. Thank you, Steph. Pleasure. It was lovely. It's always lovely to chat, even if I feel like we do it anyway. But it's always lovely to chat more professionally and pretend to be like, you know, professional people. So thank you for pretending to be professional with me. Well, thank you for answering all my questions. And I look forward to the next hundred episodes. So do I. So if people want to check us out once again. You can go to Alt Marketing School on Instagram, Alt Market School on Twitter, or altmarketingschool.com. We have a new website at time of recording. It's already out. It's been out for a couple of weeks now that we did this merger with my old company, Creative Impact. So go and check out the new website. You also have loads of guides and articles, as well as our weekly podcast. And obviously, the link to our certification, six weeks, and our introduction to digital marketing intensive course as well. Steph, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go now that they've won the Caring for More? Tell them where to go before we end. Well, you can find me through uh, nurturedplate.com, where it's uh, my nutrition coaching uh, website. You can also find it through Instagram and Facebook or just search Stephanie Dominguez Coaching. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time. <laughs>